Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pucks on the Dasher, a hockey podcast. I'm your host, Adam Glass, and with me this week, host of the Scene on Screen podcast, Sean Robinson. Yo, what's up? What's up? Uh, I don't know. Not much. What's up with you? Nothing. Just uh, you happen to get me on a good day. You happen I, to get me on a good day. That's all. Well, we had... We had what would technically be called a major trade go down in the NHL today. We'll get to that later, but that's kind of useful timing. Usually with me and Tyler, that would happen shortly after we record. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. It's a, no, it's just, it's a good time. Um, I, I'm just kind of keeping everything going with our pod. We're, we're running a lot of our trivia as well, and it's, it's really been picking up as of late. So it's, it's been a lot of fun, and I, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, I've been working out of town, so I haven't been able to make the last few trivias. So, fortunately, I can't try to win another one yet. Uh, sooner rather than later. I will I will tell your listeners here that uh, on February 22nd, we have what's called the Double Down uh, happening. So, it's going to be every trivia question or clue is going to be either a duet, a duo, twins, um, a sequel, a second movie, all that kind of stuff. And there'll be a hundred dollar prize instead of a fifty dollar prize, so it'll be pretty sweet. Whoa! Ooh, I'll try to make that one. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, always fun at the TWB trivia night hosted by Sean. Yeah. For uh, the foreseeable future, too. There we go. Um, are you excited for Ant Man coming up soon? I am. We uh we bought tickets already, so like we have ten o'clock showing. The Thursday night. So oh, the, you do Tuesday. like the first showing thing, eh? Oh yeah, I hate spoilers. Like it's amazing that I haven't had the the third episode of Last of Us, um, spoiled yet, and it's like Monday. <laughs> so like, yeah, I do love it. Uh, yeah, I don't think I follow enough things on social media or whatever to have stuff spoiled for me. So I think that works out in my favor. I don't really listen to media like podcasts about movies or anything like or comics or any or read like all the crazy spoilers like I I don't even like watching the trailers. So I other than like I've seen this Ant-Man trailer because I saw it before whatever the last movie I saw in theaters was. Which Um, I don't even know what that would have been. Because Ant-Man was playing before Dr. Oh, it would have been Wakanda forever. Yeah, that's true. Which I when do you know? Uh, do you have any uh, scuttlebutt, as they used to say, on when that's getting added to Disney Plus? I believe it's going to be March. Oh, they man. they were yeah, because I think it's going to line up with black or February. I'm pretty sure it's going to line up with Black History Month. Oh okay, that yeah. makes sense. I guess I assume they would hold it for Christmas for sure, just to get whatever meager physical copy sales that still exist. I guess. Yeah, I think I think it'll uh, I think it'll run pretty well though. So I want to see it again. I'm waiting for it to get It was very good. Like it was a very emotional movie. Very good. I thought it was going to be like, I didn't really know what to expect going into it. And honestly, I thought it was better than I expected. So I guess that's good. Fair enough. So what's Uh, on the docket today, my friend? Okay. So as usual, we're going to start with our fantasy weeks. Um, So I usually start with the big pool, which you are also in. uh, And I did pull off a win in that pool. But when uh, I went down a spot in the standings, so that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, I uh, I lost to the one person I needed to beat. 
out of everybody in the entire pool, I lost to the one person I needed to beat because I have his first. So damn it. Good for you, Bobby. You beat me. Uh, yes, the big pool. There is a, a race for Bedard this year for sure existing. Yeah, and one, one team, which we'll, we'll touch on in a little bit, just got a, a lottery ticket. A lottery potentially, ticket. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, okay, so how did you do in Big Pool then? Oh, you lost. Uh, I lost. I lost four to seven or four seven to seven. four. Yeah. Yeah, I pulled off a small six-five win over a team that is still out of the playoffs, um, and I'm interested to see what he does because it is he's at eleventh place and he's still over five hundred technically by his record. So, um, some really bad teams this year. <laughs> And there's yeah. a lot going on in the middle, so I'm kind of glad I'm relatively out of it right now. It's wild too because like I don't, I don't think I'm like a bottom dweller because I keep like I, I'll either have like a really big win or a close loss or like I haven't been blown out in weeks, but I, I keep hovering between 12th and 14th. So I'm like not at the very bottom of the pool, but I'm near the bottom. Like I've got good draft lottery odds at the moment but i'm also like oh it'd be ignorant of me to say like i'm like in contention for anything like i if i were a little bit more strategic about some of my pickups maybe i could like get a lot of these games closer but because the top end of the pool is so far up (laughs) it's just it's so hard to catch and like i'm i'm just noticing this now Phantoms didn't even have enough goalie starts, and they beat me 7-4. Yeah, that's a tough week. Goalies are so... Having good goalies, and if you can even get two of them in this league, is insanely useful and good. But it's, it's weird how that works, right? Because I would have... I won wins, but goals against, I... Like I, I got hammered because I had four starts, but shouldn't I win every cat- uh, goalie category if there's not enough goalie starts? If he doesn't get, if he doesn't get all his goalie starts, you automatically get every single goaltending category. So one, two, three, four. No, I only got four of the goaltending categories. I'm there is only three. four. Uh oh, wait. What are the asterisks then? Just for our. Those are just for our purview. They're goals against and saves and shots oh. against. I, I've never actually noticed it that way. I've just always been like, shit, yeah, I'm leading that. Cool. So, yeah, <laughs> he swept you in every counting category, if you will, I'm okay on with the it. skater side, and that's why he won 7-4. I mean, Bedard who? Am I right? <laughs> Though he beat by, like, three shots, four hits. Like, it really, like... <laughs> this has been my problem the entire time. My team is now on the cusp of being able to hang. And... I think next year after like a solid draft, I should be in the middle of the pack. And then maybe in two years, depending on what happens, my team should be kind of like up there. And like, honestly, of course, like little counting stats like that in this pool. Like if you're really micromanaging a team and kind of have one or two spots where you can add and drop on a weekend for guys, you can, you can make that up. Every single category I lost by six or less. Yeah. That is, that is nuts. And that, like, is, that is one game for some things. Bob notably has like the one of the weirdest but 
weirdest built teams in the whole pool, but also it's built with purpose, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And you won, right? Uh, yes, I won six to five, and I to continue on the fantasy train here in points pool. I managed to beat Tyler this week, uh, so I pulled off a win there. And then over in the auction pool, uh, I swept an avid listener of the podcast. Uh, ten nothing in auction pool, which is a complete sweep. We don't have eleven categories in that pool. We only have ten. Damn, there you go. And that got me back up into a playoff spot and knocked him out of one. So <laughs> nicely done, nicely done. So who is your uh your your super duper star? Well, we usually do the poo poo performer first. Oh, see, I got it all backwards. I can do my poo poop one. Yeah, who's your poo poop of the week? Mr. Sean Dersey of the LA Kings, a minus three, four shots on goal and three hits. Why were you even out there, bro? Uh, so I usually pick my poo poo performer from a losing team, but I didn't lose this week, so I picked Evan Bouchard, who had no points this week at all. And Evan Bouchard all. is somebody I, I want to bring up later in our uh, <clears throat> in our. I guess I guess I could bring it up now. I think his value is rapidly plummeting in the fantasy world. Um, I think they're going to hold on to Tyson Berry and Evan Bouchard's not going to get the, the, the coveted power play spot that people really think he's going to get. I think he's just fading off. I think he's a buy low. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he's a buy low of buy lows right now. Uh, okay, super duper star. Um, I'm gonna go do mine first because he's your favorite player. I'm sure he's definitely my favorite player in the entire NHL, and that is uh, Willie Styles and Elander, who had seven points last week. Let's go. Look, I I I, I think I have to like say this now. <laughs> I don't have a problem with William Nylander. I've never had a problem with William Nylander. In fact, I even love what he makes. My issue with William Nylander is when games get hard, he forgets how to play defense completely. And like, that's not even an eye test thing. That is just watching him and like watching hockey. As long as I have, you see that his effort just gets turned off when it's like in the corner or like it's a back check. And yeah, this year he's improved greatly, but he also realizes that he has to either like, he has to play to stick around or he's going to get dealt. And if he doesn't play properly, he's not going to get the contract that he wants eventually. Like, yeah, right now I would say maybe he's an eight or a nine by eight player, but like, he's not going to get that from Toronto right now. How are they going to afford that? What are they going to do to afford that? I don't have a problem with William Nylander. I like having him on my team. I'd prefer to have him on my team. Fundamentally, I think he'd be better at defense and you really, really, really should not have William Nylander playing in high leverage, no, maybe not high leverage. I just, I hate when he's on like two on ones or in spots where he should pass the puck. He will, he's always shoot first and it, it's just annoying, but that's uh that's just me being a, a picky fan. Well, I think I know how they're going to solve your, where are we going to give, get this money for Nylander problem? Um, Inter- interesting. What do you got? Uh, Mr. John Tavares after 24-25 will no longer be making 11 million per season. I mean, yeah, I thought you said you had like some creative thing. Nope, but. that's where the money's gonna come from. Like, and then at that point, like by 24-25 and 25-26, 
some of these prospects that are actually in the Leafs system that Dubas actually drafted are going to start coming up. You already saw Holmberg come up. Like, he actually has some guys down there. Not, like, top-line players, but, like, bottom-of-the-lineup guys that are cheap, which is exactly what they need. Oh, 100%. Um, my super-duper star was newly minted all-star Barkov. Uh, seven points for him as well, but I, I love the fact that he's just peppering the net. 18 shots on goal. Not hidden as much, shots. but like he's he's shooting. Eighteen shots is not. You can get eighteen shots from a guy. That's going to be a nice fantasy week, even if he didn't have any points. Yeah, my next highest one was like Line A with twelve. Yeah, anybody like anybody with ten plus is a week is pretty great. Yeah, this is like this. Does, explain to me how I lost. Kairu, Line A, Rust, Giordano, Barkov, and. Kadri, all 10-plus shots. <laughs> Gio had 11 shots last week and two assists. Oh, yeah, I guess. Wow. That's a good little week for him. Yeah, he, he played really well this week. Couple of hits. He's just, doing, he's just doing his thing. He's doing Gio things. Get shot blocks in here, and Gio will lead the league. <laughs> oh, God, we don't need shot blocks in that pool. It was hard enough just getting rid of game-winning goals and penalty minutes. Yeah, and, like, could you imagine what the trade deadline would be if shot blocks were in there as well? Margio Dano would go for, like, three, like, first overall picks. Or first, second, and third. Who knows? Matthews actually leads the team in shot blocks. Did you know that? That doesn't surprise me. He's definitely, once Bergeron's out of the NHL, it's going to be Matthews all day, every day. I think Marner doesn't get enough credit for how good he is defensively either. Yes, but Marner's a winger. True. Yeah, so wingers can... should be able to win the Selkie. Come on, Mark Stone, I'm, baby. I mean, the Selkie is a center award. It always has been. It always will be. It shouldn't <laughs> be though. What? Are, it, uh, so defensive, like that's what I mean. Though, like defensive wingers, then therefore don't exist. Like that's not true. Was it the was it Chris Johnston show who brought up the fact that they they want to rename it to the Patrice Bergeron uh, Patrice Bergeron Award eventually? I mean, I think they are at a point now where we should just be renaming all those awards, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't mind, like, when they changed it to the Mark Me- uh, Messier Leadership Award. That was fun. Well, maybe not that one, but... Hey, come on, man. That guy has some smile. <laughs> he loves his potato chips. So, uh, our, w- w- we're doing the fantasy pool now, right? T-Bergs? Uh, yeah, That's so we're going to do a little dive into the big pool... Uh, as it were, because some trades happened, uh, including one uh, player that got away, if you will, on my end, or n- never came, I guess. Oh, I'm actually, I'm I'm very curious as to what, actually, you told me what your offer was, but like, I had inside knowledge of the, the big trade that went down yesterday, so it was kind of interesting to follow along. But let's start off with, um, I guess I haven't been on since the end of December, right? So, um Hockenpah was traded directly for JJ Paterka. What an odd trade. <laughs> kind it's of like, baby. It's, it's just, it was just like, okay, cool. Pass. I think there was also some waiver money involved in that trade. But you can't see it on. The yeah, you got to like look list. for a post or something. So that's yeah. a lot harder to find. Um, next up, we had. One of the more interesting deals, it broke earlier this week, actually. We had Chris Kreider and a, a sixth rounder dealt for Riley Smith in a fourth. And I actually thought Laws sold Chris Kreider low. I thought he could have got much more for Kreider. 
as soon as I saw this trade go through, I was insanely, I like almost screamed out loud. I was like, I would have done that trade all day if I would have known that's all you were asking. I would have done that weeks ago. Like, this is an ultimate, but like that guy had 50 goals. Now he's scoring 50 goals this year, but you literally got a two round pickup grade for a guy that had 50 goals last year. Like you should at least got, and Riley Smith is nothing. Who cares? He's not going to keep him. Like, and if he is, then what the hell are you really doing? Awful. Yeah, it, it was an interesting trade, especially because I believe the winged wheel is sitting on a few Rangers and or future Rangers. <laughs> like he has uh, Lafiniere, uh, Panarin, and Kreider. Like he's running yeah. an entire line of of Rangers. Well, you week. you weren't here in this pool during the peak Red Wings years where he would have like five or six of on his team every year. Yeah, I feel like I, I was fortunate enough not to be in that that situation <laughs> um what do we got next we have like i think that's a a, a steal of a deal for winged wheel there winged wheel did really well on that offer that trade um everything for sale picked up kent johnson for nothing and kent johnson if i remember right was like taking sixth overall or something in our draft wasn't he Ken Johnson is going to be very good. But he was taken so early. He was taken third overall. He was uh, he was honestly on my draft board, and I was hoping to get him in like the eighth round. Yeah that that is a that is a steal. That's that's trading trading him for literally just a guy on the Tampa Bay Lightning, like essentially just a guy on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Um, is real sunk cost energy there. Like, yeah, I guess I'll, I blew a pick in the first round again. I guess I'll just like, I, he, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I don't the see value, the upside there. Maybe the value to the lions was, it was just a player that can impact or help now versus I get it. But like, you can't, I guess, did he try shopping around? That was the best he could get. Like, I feel like you could at least ask for a pickup grade of one round or something like was Kalorn kept. Do we know? Out in this pool, anything's possible. Uh, let me just see. Control F. I would say no. Taken in the fourth round by the Phantoms. So he's made his way around the league a few times. He could have even been dropped at one point, honestly. Oh, probably. Um, so that was a that a grant again. Like when we started doing these, like Tilsonberg, um, pool, uh, hockey fantasy pool trade reviews, like. Glass and I thought this would be like a fun idea every once in a while, but now it's like actually getting great because like <laughs> we've never actually seen so many outright wins and trades at once. Now the next deal to me is probably the most in- interesting one we're going to read. It's Ilya Mikheyev before the blown ACL. And like Dave- before, like days before. <laughs> and David Perron for Brock Besser. This is just three players that needed scenery changes in real life, but they ended up getting fantasy scenery changes. Um, Mikheyev has been fairly serviceable, but like Perron has been eh. like 14 goals, 16 assists. So he does 30 points, 118 shots on gold. He's like, that's a good pickup for spare parts. He puts up some peripherals, which is huge, but his points are definitely nowhere near his like peak St. Louis days, obviously. Um, Brock Besser is a player I'm just totally over. Like, I don't see it. I don't think it's ever going to happen. 
He, the wild thing about this deal is all three players are 30 point players. But um, I guess you're, you're banking on Besser getting dealt. If I were to guess, and like, I'm going to go through uh, an NHL big board with you later. These guys, um, the, the guys from our pool don't know, but glass gave me the steering wheel tonight. I get to ask him a bunch of questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> It'll be fun for me actually. Cause I'll get to do a lot less work. <laughs> yeah. Um, essentially we're just going through a, a trade big board eventually. And, Adam's going to tell us kind of where he thinks they're going to go. And I also found some of the dumbest rumors on the internet. So it'll be good. Um, who do you think won that deal? I'm, if McKayev was healthy, I would have said spare parts. I don't, this is just, I don't know. Even with McKayev healthy, like it's, to me, it's just a deal. Like there's like, that's to me that you're maybe adding some depth on the McKayev Peron side, but nobody's moving the needle here even in this pool like this is just adding guys just to make sure the bottom of your lineup slightly better like that's what a lot of people in playoff spots are basically trying to do at this point in this pool there aren't a lot of difference makers we'll get to one in the next trade but like i mean that guy's not exactly in a playoff spot right now either um well i guess he's tied for one but it's it's hard to get guys that actually make a difference in this pool. So what you're trying to do is help your depth because depth matters a lot in this pool because the waiver wire is so slim that the odds of you actually getting a decent player off it is almost next to none. So if you can somehow replace some of those bottom of the lineup guys with even guys that are putting up counting stats like hits and shots every night, then that's useful. Yeah, I I would say slight edge to spare parts based on our trade model that we made up. Um, the, the, the bell of the ball. So the trade season now is officially underway. Um, we see laws nation getting ready for, for Mr. Bedard or an attempt at Mr. Bedard. And he actually fell below ultimate warriors for the weekend or after this weekend. So good on you. Uh, you've definitely created yourself a little bit of a buffer there, but we're keeping an eye on you. Wazowski. Um, he managed to get a little bit of a steal. Now, he dealt Sebastian Ajo, the good one from Carolina, and a fourth to the Cougars for Matt Boldy and a first. Now, what you guys don't know, if you're not in the pool, but we all do (laughs) from the pool, Cougars aren't in a playoff spot. They're technically tied in standings point for the eighth spot, but they're not... If there was a tiebreaker right now, they wouldn't get in because they have less wins. But so they are they are technically out of a playoff spot. At time of the trade, they were in twelfth, so they yeah. had a jump. Yeah, they won eight one over the team that they bought Aho from. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's uh, what what are your thoughts on this deal? Uh, personally, I'm mad about it because I wanted Aho, um, but. When I know what I offered, I understand why he took this deal because I wasn't going to be able to offer him. I would offer him like I would have offered him more picks, to be honest, but I wouldn't have been able to offer him a player of like a map. Like he got Matt Boldy, who's legit, like, you know, top six winger and very young. I didn't have that. Like I couldn't have added that piece. So if that was something that he really wanted was to get a player more than just picks, then I obviously couldn't have competed with this offer yeah i I get that i i had what i thought would have been a fairly close 
like I, uh, according to laws, I had a, uh, a chance. I was in the running right until the very end. And then we had a conversation. He told me what he was being offered and I wasn't going to match the lottery pick, especially because I was offering two keepers for Aho, but I had on the board, uh, Kadri and Kairu plus a third. And I thought that was pretty close to getting it done. And then he told me about the Cougars pick and it was like 24 hours. And I was like, I'm out. Yeah. It's hard to compete with the first in a year for Bedard, but I, I mean, regardless of what happens, like that pick isn't going to get him Bedard. Um, Like like if Cougars all of a sudden make like a huge run. Yeah. It's like, it's not a lottery pick. It's much like me having, um, uh, Red Rising's pick, right? Like I have a late first round pick, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, I I think it's a fairly even deal. Um, it really all depends on how Cougars ends. If Cougars misses the playoffs, Aho for Bedard and Boldy, ooh, that's a very big overpayment. The only way this is a bad trade for him, because obviously he's going to keep Ajo, I'm sure. Um, I mean, if he doesn't keep Ajo, then I don't know why you're making this trade. Um, but assuming he keeps Ajo, the only way it's a potentially risky deal is if that first becomes Bedard. But I can't, given where he is in the standings and given how bad those bottom teams are, like I think he would literally have to lose every week from now to the end of the season 0 and 11, which is probably going to be statistically impossible for him to even get in the bottom four. Yeah, like it could like it could be Magic Beans. It could be a player that one of us already has that gets picked up with that player. It's likely going to be a goaltender. So like you never know, but I would say that first round pick is likely going to be a a keeper level player that a playoff team didn't have room for. You'd think that, but if you look at our first round this year, like here are just a reminder to people. Um, you're uh, Slavskovsky, non-keeper, <laughs> right? Non-keeper Johnson wasn't kept, but he was, I think in the system last year, I can't remember. Uh, first player that played on a team last year, Huso, rust Talbot, Terry, Wheeler, Burns, Francois, D'Angelo. So, like, the first five, uh, first three picks were never on a keeper team. They didn't exist. And then even all the guys in the rest of the round, none of those guys have maybe, like, what? who's the guy having the best season? Brent Burns? Like, um, Out of the rest? So, who so? You, you just throw up a yeah or a no. No. Uh, um, Brian Rust. No. He's Talbot? been fine. Yeah. Talbot definitely not. No. He's been awful. Troy Terry. No. Trevor regressed. <laughs> Blake Wheeler. No. Good, good season. Good yeah, season. but not. There's probably yeah. Brent Burns. Like I said, that's probably I feel like the best pick. Francois. No. D'Angelo. No. Uh oh yeah. Uh Chara because of what we had to do. Uh Anton Forsberg. No. Varlamov. The accidental auto pick because the. I mean, that would have been a good pick for you to make. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doughty, Shen, Barry, and Nikushkin. Holy crap. Like, yeah, our first round blue. And Nikushkin arguably should have been the best pick of that whole round, and he's been hurt all year. 
Um, yeah, I would argue that in the right. second round, there's been more value because Jeff Skinner has been playing lights out. Yeah, he's been good on that top line. Tyler Sagan's been good. Like just looking at the first three rounds, there's so many mistakes we all made. Well, people like to big brain those early rounds, man, especially in that pool, because you're so and people usually get there's a lot of like that's the one thing we can't really see also is that teams usually have multiple picks in the early rounds. So there are like I'm sure whoever took Talbot and Forsberg, I'm assuming was the same team. Um Talbot. Drafted the Ottawa pair. No, Talbot was taken by the Ultimate Warriors, and Forsberg was Puck U. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> uh, we have one more trade. Uh, I'm a little biased <laughs> on it, but it was a, a minor deal. With Instead of a pick upgrade, it was just uh, fab money. So I traded Mikkel Backlund for Casey Middlestat and 100 waiver dollars. Like, I just wanted the money. I didn't even want a player back. That's... I mean, that's completely fine trade. I would honestly say without the waiver dollars, you still got a player that's potentially better. <laughs> I mean, Middlestat was considered like one of Buffalo's, I don't know. I might have honestly, I might have drafted him in the first round at one point in this pool. He's like, I think he's fine, but he's also a center. I've got my three centers locked in for next year. And like, I'm in a position where I have to keep three centers because the, I I own Mason. Well, Mason McTavish can play left wing, but I own PLD and I own Barkov and Kadri. So like, I'm not going to not keep those guys, you know? Yeah. You probably should keep them. <laughs> probably keep two of them at least. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I, I put it out to our, our pool and I, I think it's fun. But uh, I've got some rumors for you that are floating around our pool. You want to hear them? As somebody who is still actively in the market and trying to buy right now, yes, I would love to hear who's available. Uh, so this, this is all for you and nobody else. I like it a lot. So I have heard on great authority that dry saddle orca chuck can be had for a king's ransom. However, um, the owner of that team would like ready to play young established players. So he's not talking um, like your William Ecklins of the world. He wants people who are NHL ready, and he wants two of them plus. Picks don't matter. It's everything else. He doesn't. So he's looking for young players, that younger players that are as good as the ones he's trading. Yes, correct. <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> Good luck finding somebody willing to do that, I guess. Like, hypothetically, you're going to have to, I yeah, I don't know. I've kicked the tires on both of those players with him before, and I, he was always just like, well, I need, it would have to start with Matthews. And I'm like, why would I Why would I do that? Like, why Why would I do that? I, I don't know. I would never start that with Matthews at all. Like, he, I, I understand kind of what Dreisaitl's value is, if I had one player I'd be more interested in, it'd be Kachuk. And that's a lot due to age and the fact that he's playing in a system that's a little bit friendlier to his body. He also doesn't play in Edmonton where like the rest of the team sucks. Although Florida does suck this year, so it's a little bit harder to quantify. But yeah. I mean, I definitely will go 
kick tires on Kachuk now that I know that he's potentially on the board, but I feel like there's no way there's a deal to be made there unless he's interested in one very specific player that I might be able to offer him. Um, who else do I got? Who else do I got? I've got rumors that um, Caulfield is on the block. Because <laughs> he's hurt. Because he's Clearly. hurt for the season, and the guy who currently owns him is fighting for first overall. So he's trying to get... So lowball offers on Caulfield here. Um, everybody who wants a guy who might be okay. Um, yeah, next one we've got is everybody on the Ultimate Warriors is available except Cider, Byram, and Byfield. Really, that guy's having a complete fire sale. How the mighty have fallen. He is one of only two people that have won that pool more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, I mean, he's failing in a good year. This is the year to do it. Winds are blowing that Jack Eichel could be on the block. <laughs> uh, I would be really interested to see what he would want for him. Well, I don't even know what, honestly, if you asked me right now, like, would I be interested in that player from a fantasy perspective? I don't even know how to answer that anymore, to be honest. He has been kind of trash over the last little bit. Not going to lie. There was one other one that I'm trying to find, and then I'm done with all these guys. And then it's back onto your stuff. Um, Shit, I can't even remember. It's too bad. I did not put a note in my phone for the other player that I heard was available, and that is too dang bad there, Bobby. But it sounds like there's a lot of players that are available. Aho kind of got the ball moving. I'm willing to move Kadri for the right price. I would lo- I would like to see him go on to a championship team and make somebody else very happy. I would like to get a little bit younger. Uh, but we will see. I am seeking a keeper level talent for picks. So if you you gotta keep it, don't even bring the cadre thing up right now. We've had this conversation, but uh, if, well, no, I'm not gonna do that online on the air. If you're interested in somebody's first round pick, maybe kick my tires. If you have a player that you think is worthy, and I'm not talking about players that were picked apparently in the first round this year. <laughs> oh, so, um, okay. <laughs> Um, finally, I, I just want to do it for the sake of doing it. Alexi Lafreniere is worth a first in our pool. So that is what I've heard through the grapevine. He's a, he's a tough sell, but, uh, I think if anybody can get the first form, it it will be the winged wheel. And, uh, I can tell you for certainty that Connor McDavid can't be had for anything. (laughs) And I'm sure... Um, Team Ogre will be knocking on my door to try and get something good out of me this year like he always does. Um, I know that he is not willing to move a lot of his big pieces at all. So (laughs) there's that out there as well. Uh, Just a PSA for anyone listening. If you're in a fantasy hockey pool and somebody traded Connor McDavid within the last five years, you're not in a good fantasy pool. I would I would be livid if I saw him traded right now. Like I would lose my mind. And like I own I'm the Matthews owner in every pool I'm in right now, so I know he's not getting traded, but like he's another player where I'd be like, what is happening right now? Unless those sure got traded for each other, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, 
I think you could see a McDavid trade if you had the right pieces in a dynasty where you could guarantee you give like a top five player and a top 20 player plus multiple picks to like rebuild your franchise. Maybe. I don't know. I'd love to see a McDavid fantasy trade where I'm trading him away that I'm actually like, oh, this is totally worth it. Like how many guaranteed absolute top of the line, even goalie wise, like you can't necessarily assume even the best goalies are going to be good every year. That guy's going to be good every year. Like yeah. it's going to be there every year, hundred points guaranteed, like bing, bang, boom. Like that's, that's so rare. 100%. So that's it for the Tilsonberg masterclass. You'll see me again, probably. Well, I, I might be on before um, our March, whatever deadline, but uh who knows? You guys have some cool trades. Make them so I can talk about them. Uh, we'll definitely try to get you on before that, or maybe shortly after that trade deadline, if it works out that way. Because um, there's usually some crazy stuff that happens at the trade deadline in that pool where everybody's just throwing everything overboard for nothing at the end. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of things for nothing, we're going to talk about a few signings here. I'm going to go through the mad ones first so we can use the other one to transition into today's trade um okay so we have 24 year old uc valamaki signing a one-year one million dollar contract with the arizona coyotes um okay yep he's a defenseman uh 28 year old ben harper apparently somehow got two years and 787.5 out of the new york rangers he is bad this is dumb he should he should be on PTOs every year or on an AHL contract. Did Toronto acquire him at the deadline last year? I think he was just a guy though, like for depth or whatever. Like he's just a guy. Like he's just literally he shouldn't have two year contracts. He's awful. You look up his analytics. He's like a below replacement level player. Like he's garbage. Chris Drury is doing some weird things in New York, and none of them have been necessarily good. Uh, I'd agree. Like I don't. I remember Ben Harper from junior and I like, I thought he was okay, but I don't, I don't think he's anything really to write home about, but that's another good player, like another player or P depth piece for the Rangers under a million. Like they just signed Jimmy VC to a two year deal for the same kind of money. Right. So I'm wondering if they're gearing up for a little bit of a, a bigger boom move where they're going to have to spend a little bit more than they want to. I wonder what, you know what they should have done? They should have re-signed Pavel Buznevich, but who's to say? Where are the? I'm looking up the Rangers cap friendly here just to see. They have 1.5 million right now, so and money on the books they could potentially move. I don't see it anywhere. Man, they got a lot of big money on the. Truba's eight million. I forgot about that. Ooh, they got yeah. five like. Igor at 5.6 for two more years, and then what is he getting paid? Probably a lot. But that's the yeah. thing, though. He's going to be, like, 30, right? Like, he's 27 already. By the time he's UFA, he's going to be essentially 29 or 30. You can't sign... Like, do you give him an eight-year contract at 30 years old? I think goalies should not make more than five-year contracts. Well... I mean, I'm not actually, I don't disagree with you there. Like, that's the first, as soon as I hear a goalie is a free, that's the first number that pops in my five years. Give him five years. 
give him five years. Though it's not really working out with Jack Campbell. In. <laughs> Honestly, I hope everything that the Oilers and their tampering has done over the last few years comes back to bite them in the ass. Like, how quickly did they get Zach Hyman? How quickly did they get... Well, I mean, they're the Oilers are just imitation Maple Leafs now. And, like, Hyman is having a career year, and that's fine. But, like, Hyman, Barry, CeCe, um, Campbell. How many more do you want? Did, did you hear, like, I know we're going to talk about rumors in a minute, but did you hear they were interested in Wayne Simmons? Are you serious? Please take him. Please. Yeah, like, sign me up. Like, please take him for anything. Like, It'd be just devastating if we played Edmonton in the finals, though. Holy shit. Let him play somewhere, please. Yeah, he's... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Who knows what Ken Holland's going to do at that deadline. He's got he's got no assets, too. Like, he's going to end up trading Evan Bouchard. It's going to 100% happen. He's going to trade Evan Bouchard to Arizona for Chikrin. Chicky. That's going to be... It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, speaking of great... Uh, a trade happened today, <laughs> and I have some thoughts. You miss Kuzmenko. Oh, because that's what I want to use as a transition. Oh, donkey show. Um, yeah, so Kuzmenko signed a two-year, $5.5 million deal, um, which makes absolutely no sense for a team going nowhere fast. They will not go anywhere in two years. Uh, and you basically signed a guy's UFA for nothing, for just money. He's shooting the lights out right now. Looks really good playing with Pedersen. And he's UFA next year. And your thought was, we got to sign this guy. This is ideal for you. Like, think of all the assets they could have acquired right now if they would have sold JT Miller this year or even last year. They could sold Kuzmenko high at the deadline. And then they also could have sold high the other player that they traded today, which was Bo Horvat. And they traded Bohorva and they got back Anthony Bavillier, Atu Ratu, Ratu? Yeah, Ratu. Ratu, Ati Ratu, and a conditional first round pick. The condition is if it's in the top 12 this year, then it is a unprotected first rounder for next year. I need your initial thoughts on this trade, Sean. A, I fucking love it. And B, I'll tell you why. He's not a Bruin. Doesn't matter. <laughs> this this trade is terrible. This is like, this is um, probably one of the worst deals that Lou Lamorello has made in a while. And I have a few of them up on the screen. But looking at it uh, from a cash standpoint, okay, you traded 4.1 for 5.5K. Um, the Islanders' top prospect and a conditional first, the Islanders could still not make the playoffs. They can't score goals. And you think Bo Horvat is going to make that much of a difference in scoring goals? No, you need more. This is a bad trade. However, if the Islanders are smart and they're out of it, they should trade Horvat for a fucking way more than they paid. This is like a Lemorello somehow fleeced them, but also fucked up at the same time. Sorry, I can't remember. Am I allowed to swear here? I you can 100% swear. Cool. Um... Oh, like I just, I saw this and I was like confused. And I like hearing all the rumors this weekend about like which GMs have been like at Vancouver games for the last week. Like Yarmo Kekalainen and Kyle Dubas have been there for like the last four games. Dubas just came back for JT1K, but 
I thought for a, a quick minute there that the Leafs might have been in on Horvat because I think he would have been a great replacement for Tavares up the middle, um, long run, but you could have also moved him to the wing and leveraged him in faceoffs. But this trade is baffling. It makes no sense whatsoever as to why the Islanders were like possessed to do this. I understand that like Lou is like, yeah, I got to make a big swing, but like a big swing for you would have been somebody who could just like more than one person who can bury the puck. And this guy's going to walk. I can guarantee you this guy is going to walk. I mean, maybe not guarantee it, but why would Bo Horvat, who's the now probably the best free agent going to be out on the market, stay on the Island. He's going to go to Boston. He's going to, he's going to go to a team that needs a first or a second line center. And he's going to make now nine, 10, 11 million dollars because he was just dealt to a shitty team. Vancouver was like, we're not paying you more than JT uh, Miller. Okay, cool. Well, you blew that Vancouver. This is, this is dumb. I'm, I'm so mad. I'm like very happy that he's not a Bruin right now, but I'm very upset that I'm going to have to watch an NHL where Bo Horvat is not going to be in a competitive situation. I don't think he's going to make Matt Barzal better. They have Matt Barzell, they have Brock Nelson, they have JG Pajot, and they have Casey Zizekas. And we all know what happened with Pajot. What? Why are you trading for a center? You're trading for, you're not even trading for, okay, he does help one need, they're 31st on the power play. He is very good on the power play. Okay, check a box there. He can win faceoffs, Barzal is notably terrible on the dot. Okay, fine, then he can take strong side faceoffs or whatever. But... You, you're going to have to shift a centerman, like not just a guy you have in the middle, like true centerman. One of them is going to have to play wing now. So who's that going to be? And how is that going to work out? This makes no sense on any level. For Vancouver, why are you trading him for this? What what value is in any of this return? You have a guy who has one twenty-one goal season under his belt, and that was like years ago. There's no upside to Bavillier. He's just a guy. He's literally just a middle six winger guy. That plays no defense. Atu Ratu is just another pro. Like he's just a prospect. You got the best prospect from the worst prospect pool in the entire NHL. Good for you. And then you got a conditional pick. This makes no sense on like Dom Lishison said. This is a lose lose on both sides. This makes no sense. The only th- way I like this deal or think it's hilarious is if the Isles suddenly fall so far out of a playoff spot that they deal him for more than Vancouver sold him for. That's what I want to see right now. Like, that's what I need to see. Atu Ratu is the 45th overall um, prospect. On what ranking? Uh, The hockey new, the hockey writers. Yeah, I don't. don't Well, like that's the first article that popped up. I have a very clicky keyboard. So like, he's just a guy like he's not, there's no, like his upside is like a top nine forward. Like that's uh, just a guy. Daily Faceoff has him as 56. So like, okay. And Matthew Nyes is now the 59th rated prospect. But yeah, Toronto, so, Toronto's prospects are also near the bottom of the league. So. Okay. So currently the Islanders, okay. According to Money Puck's playoff odds, who do you think has better playoff odds? The Islanders or the Panthers? 
if I had to, oh, I don't know what the standings are. Um, Both teams are currently out of a playoff spot. The Florida Panthers, because I think they're a better team. Who do you think has better odds at making the playoffs, the Predators or the Islanders? The Predators, they're also a better team. Okay. Do you think that the Islanders' playoff odds are closer to the Panthers or the Ottawa Senators? Can can so the Panthers or the Senators? So do you think the Islanders play out, the odds of Islanders making the playoffs? Do you think their odds are like higher, like closer to the Panthers, which are above them, or the Ottawa Senators, who are clearly below them? Lower, because I think if Ottawa went on a heater and their goalies decided to stop some pucks, they could be better than the Islanders as well. So the playoff odds, uh, according to Money Puck, for the Florida Panthers are 29.3%. The Predators are 29.6%. The Islanders are 12.2%. And the Ottawa Senators are (laughs) 12.1%. So imagine that. Imagine if the Ottawa Senators right now had just paid for Bo Horvat. Would that make any sense to you? No, no. And like, I, I think the Ottawa Senators are an interesting bet going into the deadline as well. So, yeah, this I, is just an ass trade. Ass trade. I, I think by now, if you're the Ottawa Senators, you know what Alex DeBrincat is going to be looking for on his next contract. And if you don't, what the hell are you doing? And if you do, and you're clearly not going to give it to him, then why aren't you trading this guy? Like, can you imagine what haul they would might get for him? Like, anything, really. Like, I know they gave up stuff for him, but they didn't care about those picks. So the Senators, they're trying to get better and not get more picks. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Like, um, if you know who Michael Banter is, he's like, he's a hockey TikToker, but he's also a, like, dedicated Islander, uh, Islanders fan. I've never seen somebody so upset about a trade. But quickly, because I know we have one more topic to hit. Um, these are the last few trades Lule Morello has done. He has traded a 13th overall for Alexander Romanov in a fourth. He traded future considerations for Johnny. Or no, he gained future considerations for Johnny Boychuk. So good for you, Lou. You won something. He also dealt Andrew Ladd. And a conditional, what was it? A, a second round pick, a second round pick, and a conditional third round pick for future considerations to Arizona. Yeah, that so was like, a cap dump. Yeah, he did a decent job there. And then he does weird things like Richard Ponick for Nicoletti. And he picked up Braden Coburn for a seventh. He dealt AJ Greer and Mason Yost for Kyle Primari and Travis Zajac. Like, he's just collecting all his Islanders. He's he's not signing people. What were what were his last few free agent signings? Do you even remember? J.G. Pajot. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, I wish Cap Friendly would also have, like, a signing. Um, whatchamacallit? A signing tracker. Okay, so... We only got maybe 10 minutes left in the pod here, give or take. Do you want to do show me your trade board? Yeah, absolutely I do. Because um, I, w- I want to ask you about Vancouver and Toronto um, and Edmonton. But I, I have some names that I, I just, I'm very curious as to, to how you feel, what you think, 
what's going on. And Bo Horvat was going to be on the list, but uh, <laughs> I kind of got fucked up. So let's start off with Jonathan Taves. Okay. Okay. Are you looking for like my thoughts on the player or? I'm going to, I'm going to give you two things that I've heard. Okay. By, and like, I'm going to asterisk this. I'm not finding these things from Chris Johnson or Elliot Friedman or Bob McKenzie. I'm literally just looking at Twitter and I'm looking at Reddit because I think this is way more hilarious. So Jonathan Taves could end up on one of four teams, according to the internet. Colorado, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Toronto. And Edmonton and Toronto are going to become, you're going to hear these names everywhere. And I actually think Edmonton's becoming more Toronto than Toronto used to be because they're apparently involved in everybody, right? So, Jonathan Taves could be acquired for any of the following items. A third-round pick, a second-round pick, a first-round pick, retained, a first-round pick with a prospect, or my personal favorite was a (laughs) Colorado's first-round pick at 50% retained and Sam Girardi. What? Or Sam Girard, sorry, not Girardi. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm obviously finding the dumbest ones I can find. I'm, I'm not finding anything realistic, but Jonathan Taves to me, I think goes to one of two teams and I, I would put betting money on, he would go to Winnipeg. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause he's from there, right? Yeah. The, um, the offer that is online for Winnipeg is Winnipeg's first and a fifth, depending on retention. If, you can somehow move Jonathan Taves right now for a first round pick. You should have done it already. <laughs> I'd agree. Um, like they should be literally just doing whatever, like whatever, just like, where do you want to go, John? We'll just get whatever we can for you. Thanks for everything or whatever. Like they, sh- there should be no value extracting from this guy. Cause he could literally go to that team and just give you nothing or he could give you the playoff run of, you know what I mean? Like it's, he's really hit. I don't even know necessarily what to expect if he got traded to some team. Cause obviously it's going to re-energize him in some way. He's not going to be looked at to do as much as he was in Chicago, obviously. So, I mean, it's, it's a worthy pickup, but if I'm a team, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not, he's your third line center at best, right? Like that's what he is. Yeah. Like would, would I like to see him in Toronto? No. No, I would, I would much rather have David Camp as my third line center. I just don't want him in the room either. I just feel like he's maybe not the guy you want coming into a young locker room. A bad hockey person now. Um, team that I would say I'd like to see him kind of go to is Carolina. I think that Pacioretty injury is going to open up a lot for Carolina now. I think they weren't necessarily planning on going after somebody, and I think they kind of have to now. All right. Next up, Jacob Chikrin. He has been attached to Toronto, Edmonton, Ottawa, Los Angeles. Makes no sense to the Leafs. No, not at all. I'd like, I'm just telling you, I'm not attaching people. Guys, I need you all to know, I'm not attaching people to Toronto just for the sake of <laughs> attaching them to Toronto. Uh, I could, I don't, I mean, noted Kings fan Tyler says he doesn't want him in LA, but given their, you know, abundance of right-hand shots and he's a notable left-hand shot, like wherever he goes, he's not going to have to be the number one defenseman you would assume. So 
wherever he goes, he's going to look like he's a good defenseman. He's fine. He's he's good. He's an all star at at times. Like he could definitely be very good depending on the fit and what team he goes to. But I just think they're asking for way too much for him right now. Not only that, but he's got term and small money. So he's kind of all the cards, right? He has term. He's a defenseman and it's not very big cap hit. He's at the right age that you would want to trade for. And he's good. So they have a really big asset they don't have to move right now. And they're trying to get the world for him. And, I mean, I don't fault him for it. I'm saying Columbus. I just Why think would they be trading for somebody, though? Because Kekalainen and Columbus has just had, like, the worst time with defensemen this year. Yeah. In injuries. And I think if they're going to try and like make good of the first few years of Goudreau's contract and the rest of Line's contract, you got to start solidifying other parts of that roster. Well, it looks like they might have to get a goalie now too. If Elvis doesn't bounce back. Well, I think the goalie that they're talking about is coming from Vancouver, which we could do that one next. If you want, um, Thatcher Demko. Thatcher Demko. They they should trade him, but I don't think they will. Has been attached to, to Ottawa which makes little to no sense. Um, I mean, longevity it does, but you can't have that much money into your goalies. Buffalo and Columbus. Buffalo doesn't, UPL's there. I can't see them wanting to trade for somebody of Demko's caliber. Um, Honestly, this is the guy that Edmonton should have been trading for, but they signed Jack Campbell. Uh, any team that needs a goalie, like he's a good goalie. He hasn't been, this is his dad down year on a bad team. Like he's still probably a top 10 goalie in the league. I would assume at his, at his height. So if you could acquire him, then I would try to, but I, I don't know. What do you think he's worth? If you don't at least get a first round pick for him, that feels like a fail. Now, would you, and this is the, the one of the dumbest ones I saw, but I actually thought about it a little bit and I cleaned it up. So would you, if you were the Maple Leafs, try and move the last year of Matt Murray, your first and prospect Joseph Wool for Thatcher Demko? So, That's a big price. That is a, that is a large payment for a goalie who's in a down year. Irrelevant of carry, like irrelevant of carry price, irrelevant of price. I think knowing what I've kind of know and have learned over this year about Samsonov or Samson, what do we, what is it again? I, everybody keeps saying it two ways and I Sam can Sonoff? never. Samsonov. I feel like if you trade for a goalie to come in, that's clearly his better, if you will. No, like I think that would, now you're going to have a backup problem. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Or you could try and move Samsonov while he's still in RFA after and be like, yep, we're riding Demko and Shulgren. But then you're I, in the same position with that second, like your second goal is going to be trash. I, I know he hasn't shown as well, but like Samsonov was one of my huge, huge targets when I found out he wasn't qualified by Washington. A, I couldn't believe it. And B, I was like, pipe dream, but I, I can't imagine. Like, that would be the one guy I would want the least to sign. And then they traded for Matt Murray, and I was like, oh, come on, why? And then they did sign him. And, like, to me, he's the guy that, with their development system and everything that's happening, and I just read there was an article on The Athletic where, like, he was talking about Curtis Sanford and everything he's been doing because he's the new goalie coach in Toronto now. Yeah. Um, and how much it's helped him and all this stuff. And like, he's an RFA after this season, 
you could probably get him for a few years for cheap. Like, he's the guy I'm looking at where I'm like, this could be the guy. Like, this could be the goalie. I don't think they need, like, a top-tier goalie. I think they literally just need a 9-10 goalie, and I think he could be that. But I think the thing for him is going to be the mental side of the game, and they're a team that obviously takes a lot of stock in that. So, I, I mean, to me, I don't think a goalie is anything. I don't even know if the Leafs need to look for a defenseman. Like, to me, it's a top six forward that I'd be looking for. All right. Do you want to do the Leafs now, then? Yeah. Timo Meyer. Let's go. Yeah, I was going to say Timo Meyer. I've got, like, three more players on my board that I, I have written down for you and then two wild cards. But, yeah, Timo Meyer. Let, let's just be real. Timo Meyer is going to play for one of two teams come the deadline. And unless something major happens, he will be a Maple Leaf or he will be a devil. That seems like the way it's going, but I think the Devils could also be in on Brock Besser and potentially Quinn Hughes. The Devils 100% are going to be acquiring something of this deadline, and it would almost be inconceivable if they didn't acquire some sort of impact player like even Chikrin. Who knows? They might even swing and miss on somebody else and be like, okay, fine, we'll pivot here. Like they could do that. They have Dougie Hamilton. They're not going to spend that much money on two lefties not happening i mean you never know do what you do um, um timo meyer my, what what's it what's his trade value there is nothing i would not give up that isn't no even well obviously major players aside there is nothing on the maple leafs the entire that i wouldn't give up to get him like any of it nice and a first i don't care it's all gone Bye. i would I would not deal Nyes on one condition. I say Nyes. I, I think the hinge point is going to be Nyes or Voigt. And it's going to be if they can work out the, the rumored 8x8. Eight eight, right? So if you can get him to an 8x8 eight eight or an 8.5x8 eight by, eight, by Nyes. Nyes doesn't want to play here. He is still upset about the whole Hagel Mark andre Fleury trade that got leaked. And that's why he didn't come to the team and he stayed in college. We all, like, that's fairly well-reported. Human Dubas apparently just, I, it just didn't work. Whatever. And Nyes is going to be kind of like Jimmy VC and all these other prospects that go back into the pool, which will super suck. Nyes can go for Timo Meyer if Timo Meyer is your permanent left wing for the next eight years. Straight up. If not, you move nice for something else and you just go fully like all out. But I think with the Sharks, you have a great opportunity to lock something down that like would be great for Tavares and Nylander for next year as well. I'm assuming they're going to re-sign Bunting to this rumored like four and a half, maybe by like five or six. Hopefully. But I think Timo Meyer is the play for the Maple Leafs. That that has to be the the guy that they're going for. But you don't give up Nyes unless you get term. You can't. You can't give up a first and your top prospect for no term. Hi. Yeah, but to me, if a Meyer signing means that Willie's gone, and that's the thing that I just can't handle. But will he? Because if the cap's going to go up one, then three, then five, like it's rumored, and you know you're giving Austin Matthews money, that's just going to chew into the next cap lift. And you know you're going to give Marner money. Tavares is going to make like $1 million at the end of his contract. Like he's going to just take a team-friendly deal because I think that's what he would do. I like, think there's still room for Nylander or 
Nylander might be like his dad and he might play his course in one team and then go play for another team and have like a really long career at like multiple teams. It's possible. I personally, personally don't care if they sign him. I would just like to get Timo Meyer on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Fair. So Timo Meyer, you think is going to be a Leaf? I don't think he's going to be a Leaf, but out of all the players that are currently potentially available, especially now that Bo Horvat's gone, like he is top of my board. Patrick Kane. No. No, where's he going? Oh, I I have I don't, I don't here New York or Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's probably if the Rangers want him, I think they'll trade for him, but I don't think. Like, to me, if you're the Blackhawks, you're obviously like, oh, we want LaFrenley or Kako or whatever. Like, and I don't want to do that if I'm the Rangers either. So. Oh, 100% I give up LaFrenley. He's not good. I don't care. I, I know, Andy, you're listening. I don't care. He's not a good player. He's not. I, he has I flashes. He's not good. I can't trust the Rangers development system. So at this point, I have no idea what he is. But Patrick Kane to the, the New York Rangers would just be like sending a fucking grenade into a locker room. Much like the Jonathan Taves thing, you're going to have this guy who's like, I've won cups, I know what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. But he has an attitude problem. He's he's stapled with this, like, like all this story from the Chicago Blackhawks. I wouldn't want him anywhere near my team. Sure, I wa- like it would be great to see, like, Austin Matthews play with his idol, but no, not interested even remotely. Yeah, Meyer's the one guy I want. Like, at one point I had interest in Patrick Kane, but I thought more about it. I'm like, no, I don't even care anymore. Like, he's not a... No, don't want it. James Reimer. Whatever, I don't care. Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs. No, why? You, you do the same if deal. If Murray's out for the year or something, then yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. If Murray's going to be out. You don't you don't roll the dice on wool. You give a third. Like, you do the Dave Riddich deal, but you do it for James Reimer. You bring Reimer home. Reimer can back up Samsonov. He knows the city. It's not going to be like a nerve-wracking thing for him. Unless he remembers what 2013 was like. It's, I think that's a good play. Um, what about Vladislav Garakov? Gavrikov is Gavrikov. probably going to be the guy at the deadline that you're like, oh my God, that guy got traded for way too much. I think he goes to Vancouver. Oh There's, my God. Why? Yeah. Why? Because you, you don't have... He's a free agent, isn't he? Uh, I think he's an RFA, is he not? No, I'm pretty sure he's UFA. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, Columbus does want though the Ben Sherrod deal for him. Same Why like would Chicago you ask with that? Um, Jake McCabe. Yeah, I I have really uh, I don't want to give up a first for Jake McCabe or anything like that. I'm not having that. So what was your favorite or like what's been the the best rumor that you've heard in the last like week? Mm, oh man, I don't really listen to rumors or anything um oof. i'm trying to think of what i would have heard I'm tr- i can't like it was all horvat stuff that's the thing everything that's popping into my head were all horvat related true related wanna, trades and stuff um where is it i had it up here do you want to play toronto maple leaf staying or going and then call it because yeah, i'm very let's curious do that. okay fine Get yeah. alex kerflet uh, going where or just as add in I think he's just going to have to be moved for them to get anyone Pierre Engvall 
he to me is the cat with nine lives in that organization. So as much as I want to, like, it's him or Kerfoot. So if I say Kerfoot's going, then he's staying. That's a two and a half million dollar black hole. Um, David Camp staying. Would you? Do you think they can resign him for similar money? He's signed for next year already. No, he's not. He's a UFE or he's, UFA. No, he's two years, wasn't he? Uh, he signed a three. Oh, year they deal signed him for ago. two years, right? Um, um, yeah, I think they bring him back. He likes playing there. Michael Bunting. He's gonna get like a contract with way too many years on it to bring the AAV down. Wayne Simmons. Bye. Well, if they can move him, he would have been traded already. So I guess he'll be staying. True. Zach Aston Reist. Uh, staying. Joey Anderson. I don't think he's enough of a trade piece to make it worth it, so he'll probably be staying. All right, and a few more. Justin Hall. Ooh. I I think he's the pure angle of the defense. I think he stays. Connor Timmons. I think they re-sign him. I think we find out that he gets... If they can sign him, I think they're going to re-sign him. All right, that brings me to the most controversial one I'm going to bring up. Rasmus Sandin. <sighs> I think he's gone, man. I think if there's an opportunity to make this team better, they move him. I just he's, don't know if his value's there. I would argue that his value's never been higher, aside from like when we first drafted him. Like, yeah. if, if you look at the makeup of the team, like you know, Jake Muzzin's never coming back, and like ugh, that sucks. But uh, like, I'm also okay with it. But Rasmus Sandin, you can improve on if you have the right like opportunity plus you have tj brody who plays both sides signed for two more years you have morgan riley signed for eternity which is like your second favorite leaf and you also like if you're gonna also possibly extend connor timmons and timothy lilligren that's already two on the right there's there's room i just i think rasmus sandine is an nhl ready defenseman that you could possibly move to make a deal bigger well, Toppy Nimala is going to be coming over next year, too, and I don't think he's going to be in the AHL for very long. So that's going to be another defenseman that's going to be in the lineup either late next year or the year after. Is he right or left? He is right, I think. He is. Yeah, he's right. So, And they're not going to deal Lilligren. I just no. I think they're too in love with Lilligren. And Sandine held out for the same deal. And I don't know. I think it's left a bad taste in the organization. and. I, I just I don't like it. I I like I like Sandine. He makes a lot of boneheaded plays, but like if you were trying to get the most value for your at the deadline right now, he makes less than Justin Hall. He doesn't really do. He's not on the power play, and with Morgan Riley here for eight years, he's not going to be on the power play. And Connor Timmons could be a very cheap replacement to Rasmus Sandin. I would say I'm totally okay with them moving him, which I wouldn't have said probably last year. Um, uh, but if you're moving him, it's got to be for a, a piece, like not just to move him. Like to me, they got to be bringing back an impact. Like if he's part of a Timo Meyer deal or something like that, then fine. Yeah, maybe Timo Meyer and James Reimer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want Rhyme Time to come back? <laughs> Even if he's our third goalie, I just think it would be so great. So. Uh, could that you imagine be... game seven? We're up three one. No, Samsonov gets hurt, ever have to be and Reimer has to skate onto the ice. No. And there's 13 minutes left in the game, 
and no. he's got he's got to get over the hump and it's against Boston mm. then it's 3-2 and then he shuts the door on Marshawn because he's lived this nightmare before no it's just be chicken it. wing city chicken wing city again <laughs> uh all right uh thank you for joining me this week Sean uh it's been a blast and I will talk to everyone next week thanks for having me